time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. A hotel suite that in this instance serves as a den of crime. The aftermath of a rather minor event to be noted on a police blotter, an insurance claim, perhaps a three-inch box on page 12 of the evening paper. Small addenda to be added to the list of the loot. A camera. A most unimposing addition to the flotsam and jetsam that it came with. Hardly worth mentioning, really, because cameras are cameras. Some expensive, some purchasable at five-and-dime stores. But this camera, this one's unusual. Because in just a moment, we'll watch it inject itself into the destinies of three people. It happens to be a fact that the pictures that it takes can only be developed in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 46 of The Twilight Zone was a most unusual camera. And, uh, uh, Sean, I don't think I, I have a, uh, a, a trilogy to lump this, this episode in as I, as I did last week. Um, but there, there are definitely a lot of Twilight Zone episodes where the, the trope is, uh, these are terrible people being terrible. Watch them be terrible. Yeah, pretty much. I I think we do need to uh, stay on the lookout for cameras that come up later on, because um, I'm sure a camera plays you know a uh, <clears throat> a pivotal part in at least two more episodes if we haven't already seen them. But yeah, uh, four four bad people um, just being bad, bad boys, bad yeah. boys and girl. That that literally could have been the name of the episode uh, rather than a most unusual camera. Just four bad people being bad. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, a woman's name is Chester in this episode. Um, oh no! Wait, that's that's the dude's name. Yeah, yeah, the dude's name is Chester. She's it's Paula. Paula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much more boring uh, woman's name, Paula. Yeah. Uh, apologies to everybody I know named Paula. That it's 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 a wonderful name. I'm saying it's it's beautiful. It's name. It's, it's strange compared to Chester. You're digging if you, a hole. If you renamed... Oh, no. oh, no. I'm just going to stop digging. Okay. <laughs> Half our audience are named Paula. <laughs> uh, when we first meet Chester and Paula, uh, they've just robbed an antique shop, and uh, I'd like to assume that in the Twilight Zone cinematic universe, it's the same shop from The Man in the Bottle. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yes. Maybe that's how the glass case got broken. Uh, I think was, so, too. It was that robbery. <laughs> Uh, and they're they're going through the uh, to, through the loot, and I've never seen two people like so displeased with the stuff they just stole. <laughs> you know, you'd think that they would know what they were stealing as they were stealing it. Yeah, why, why are you stealing it if you don't know it's of some value? Like, you're just <laughs> wasting everybody's time. Uh, so so that jumped out at me like like right away. Um. And uh, so they're going through through all their stuff, and uh, they basically there's a, a nice uh, soliloquy by Chester about how worthless all this stuff is, <laughs> and then suddenly he finds this little uh, little little camera, and um, he uh, he he takes a picture of his uh, his his lovely wife lovely wife Paula, mm-hmm. such Beautiful a wonderful name, name. <laughs> and. Uh, um, you know, amazingly, because it's 1960, uh, he takes the picture, and then a few seconds later, the the picture actually pops out of the camera. 
Yes. And uh, that was not something that was a thing back in 1960. So (laughs) that in itself makes it a most unusual camera. Just, you know, predicting the future, too. In a, in a lot of uh, ways, yeah. So so they he takes this uh, picture, and uh, when when the picture pops up, it turns out that Paula is wearing a fur coat, a, a coat as lovely as her name. <laughs> and uh, uh, oh, she boy, obviously now the, now the animal rights activists are going to be in the case. <laughs> when, when the uh, when they when they took the picture, she wasn't wearing it, and through a a, a process of uh, elimination, they determined that the. The camera is taking uh, pictures five minutes in the future. And naturally, um, what are you going to do with a camera that takes things five, uh, takes pictures five minutes in the future? You go to the racetrack. Yes, of course. Uh, But not before uh, Paula's brother uh, apparently escaped from prison. And and this is my my favorite, my favorite moment in the, uh, in the whole thing where so this is like their second uh, picture, and uh, uh, Woodward shows up in the picture, and they're showing saying how all this can't be true because Woodward's in prison. Exactly. And then he shows up, and he tells them like he sneaks up on them, and he tells them you know they're surprised to see him, and he tells them, "Oh, I jimmied the door because I I thought you might be asleep." So he broke in. Like his plan was to break in and just, I, I guess, couch surf. Yeah, just hang out for a little bit. I mean, he's a he's a considerate bad guy. Yeah, he was breaking in to be polite, at least to his friends. Yeah, that's uh, so that that jumped out at me. That that's a little weird. <laughs> uh, another thing, like what do. And we've we've run into this question a, a few times with with various episodes. What do you suppose Chester and Paula were like when they were dating? Like, like how, how does that how does that couple happen? I was thinking about that. Like, where did they meet? Like, I'm I'm imagining it was definitely like there was a trash can fire somewhere where they were like on their first date. They they were huddled around the the trash can fire for warmth. I think so. I think so. I, I, don't I like know to think they're was... they're wearing gloves that had the the fingertips uh, worn off. <laughs> yes. Like was it? Is this a is this a marriage of convenience or are, do they actually love each other? Are they yeah, like, like, well, like, you're I a scumbag. Would, I want to be a scumbag. Yeah, Let's I be would scumbags. think if you're a scumbag, you're you're trying to be like uh, um, you know Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can, where he's <laughs> like he's trying to get with the the judge's daughter or whatever, you know whatever that that particular part of his life is yeah um you know you're finding somebody rich that you can mooch off of why would you i I mean i mean granted i'm someone who works in radio who married someone else who works in radio so it's kind of (laughs) the same thing like you know we're 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 sort of doomed to be to be the poors forever because we both work in radio you could Um, turn to a life of crime we we could i I don't think we'd be any good at it but, but we could we could try there's no, there's, there's no harm in trying, really. It's exactly. Yeah. Um, you could always just uh, escape from prison if you. Yeah, I, I did. I just don't understand why, if you're a, if you're a no good scumbag, <laughs> why you would marry another no good scumbag. That, that's just not efficient. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't choose. You know, love, love chooses us. That's true. That that that's very true. Um, it, <laughs> no it's matter still, what your background is, it still perplexes me. 
And of course, naturally, um, if you're if you have a camera that shows the future, what else would you do but go to the horse horse track and finally and do some finally. do some betting? Somebody gets it. Yeah. Well, and, and they they actually have a conversation about what to do with the camera. And Chester, interestingly enough, is like, hey, you know, science might like this. Maybe they can cure some diseases or something. And there, and I think uh, Woodward says, what has humanity ever done for us? That, um, is, that is a brutal quote. <laughs> which is, it's a little harsh. Um, you know, and maybe it uh, provides a little insight as to why, you know, people, people uh, like Paula and Chester and... Um, uh, Woodward. Of course, I literally said it twenty. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful name. <laughs> it is a good name. Not as good as Paula, but it, it gives an eye at, into why these people might turn to a life of crime. Maybe they didn't have the same opportunities that you know those uh, around them did, and so they you know took the easy way. But you know it, it may have been the only way. So uh, that, that's, that's just a bleeding heart, Sean. You know, it, trying to. Give That's everybody true. the benefit of the doubt. But but I feel like if they were, were you know, combining their efforts, um, you know, they could have combined their efforts to do something legit as opposed to combining them for a, a life of crime. That That's the uh, that's that's the tough on crime. Uh, I was about to say libertarian, but no libertarians want to let everybody <laughs> out. Um, I mean, that, you know, that's the tough on crime, radical, moderate Keith coming out. <laughs> The country needs more like like that one. <laughs> so they eventually go to the uh, go to the racetrack as one does, and uh, they end up winning ninety five hundred dollars. Which uh, you know, I didn't think to do this ahead of time, but let's figure out what ninety five hundred in uh, nineteen sixty dollars versus mm. today is. I'm going to say thirty thousand. Uh, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Okay, let's uh, let's let's take a look here. Ninety five hundred. Uh, That's some classic keyboard sounds. Right. It is. Wow. This is this is pretty good. It's it's eighty three thousand five hundred and ninety eight dollars and seven cents. That's not okay. nothing. That's not nothing. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you could. You could definitely like live a pretty comfortable life for at least a, a year or two on that. Yeah, split three ways. You know, you're not. Uh, I mean, they're not paying taxes on it. You don't think so? You don't. You don't think they're they're running <laughs> to the IRS right away? Although, although Maybe. if we've le- learned anything from the previous episode, uh, the man in the bottle, the IRS will find you. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, wh- whether you're. Uh, whether a genie gave you the money, um, this magic <laughs> camera allowed you to win it at the racetrack, or you're the person in Michigan that just won a billion dollars in the Mega Millions, um, y- the IRS is going to find you. It's it, true. It, it's it's going true. to happen. Uh, so, so they win all this money, uh, $9,500, which is, uh, again, over 80000 in today's bucks. Oof. Biden bucks. If you will, <laughs> uh, they go back to their hotel and they're they're sort of having the um, they're sort of having the obligatory scene where they have just the big pile of money and they they don't quite like fall into it and make it. snow yeah. angels or anything, <laughs> but but they they're basically doing that. Yeah, and uh, and then their their snooty French uh, waiter uh, guy bellhop comes in. Perfect. And of course, he's named Pierre. 
which <laughs> so so naturally that that's why I assume he's French. Not not even the accent, just the name. Uh, you know. By the way, Pierre is a lovely name. Uh, nothing, <laughs> it's lovely. I'm gonna say a little lazy on the on the writer's part by just calling him Pierre. Well, they they wanted to get across the fact that he was French. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he he actually uh, looks at the camera and uh, they determine he he basically reads the the uh, I, I think uh, Chester called it just that crazy foreign writing on the camera, <laughs> and apparently the crazy foreign writing is French because Pierre says that uh, um, there's only ten shots per owner. Yes, the camera. And they've uh, they calculate amongst themselves the math geniuses in the room <laughs> that they've already taken eight, and so then there's a, there's a a, a high minded debate about what to do with the remaining two. Uh, as they're fighting over the camera, they accidentally take a picture. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, Paula uh, is screaming, and so naturally they assume that. Uh, uh, Chester and Woodward assume that she's screaming because one has killed the other. They disagree on who. Uh, they end up fighting each other close to a window, as one does. Uh, and they, By the way, they, this is where this episode gets completely bonkers and kind of hilarious. A, a little bit, yeah. Uh, because they're fighting near the, an, an open window, uh, and they both fall out. <laughs> which I, I've gone my whole life without accidentally falling out a window. I, I think that'd be kind of tough to do. I mean, uh, you really got to, uh, <laughs> I just feel like you really got to try to fall out a window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, although I, I was about to, well, I was about to say that it's not the first time someone has died from falling out a window in the Twilight Zone, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I was thinking of uh, the escape clause. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not actually a window. He he pushes. Um, yeah, he has a heart attack. Right? Yeah, no, no, that the the guy uh, pushes his potato pancake wife off the roof. Yes, I mean, that's right. They're, they're they're actually kind of struggling, and and he ends up he ends up pushing her off the roof. That's right. So that's that's not a window. Perchance to dream is what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does fall out a window in Perchance to Dream, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Okay. So so that that is a Twilight Zone trope. It's it's that. So now I need to find the people falling out windows trilogy. Part three. Yeah. I th- I think that um, there's there's got to be one. So whenever we, so we've got Perchance to Dream. Uh, we've got a most unusual camera. So in the rest of this podcast series, the search is on to find the third, you know, the, the third spoke in the falling out of a window trilogy. Um, stay tuned. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, so Paula uh, has a very brief moment of, of mourning. And then immediately she's stuffing money in, in bags and, and getting ready to leave. When Pierre uh, returns, and, you know, we should have known he was up to no good because he's French. Uh, he just, he <laughs> literally grabs a bag and just starts putting all the money in. Uh, then when, uh, you know, Paula is uh, obviously uh, not amused by this and, and confronts him on, on this, uh, he eventually, uh, she eventually falls out the window. <laughs> I don't know why I think this episode is so funny. 
<laughs> and it doesn't stop there, does it, Keith? <laughs> no, it, no, it doesn't. It, it just keeps going. So We have so, three people. Three people. If you and I were fighting and we got close to a window, I'd be like, whoa, 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 okay, let's just, let's just, can we go in another yeah. room and continue Let, this? Let's not, let's not get too hasty here. We're by an open window. Like, let's, let's just, calm down you know. a little bit. <laughs> And apparently in the Twilight Zone, there are no floors two through 99. If you fall out of a window, you are dying. Oh, and it's worth pointing out that while uh, Paula is going through a very brief mourning period, uh, <laughs> she decides to use the last picture uh, to, to take a picture of her brother and husband dead on the pavement, presumably in a pool of their own blood. I mean, as, maybe as she one wanted does. to take a picture because it, it'll last longer? Yeah, I, I guess so. And, and when she does, she notices that there's not one, there's not two, but three bodies. And basically, as soon as she has this reala- realization, she trips on, a, a, I think, an electrical cord and falls out the window herself, which, again, <laughs> it, it was tough funny. enough to imagine two people fighting and falling out an open window. This person is just standing there, and somehow... The mere, the mere presence of a cable of some kind is enough to send her flying out the window. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the cord is just there. Right. And she somehow just very elaborately and very animatedly um, trips on it and just goes, goes flying, baby. And, and then Pierre picks up the camera, which now the, the, the picture has popped out. And he says, oh, there's not one, there's not two, there's not three, there's four bodies. Ah, ah, ah. Four bodies on the pavement. And then <laughs> and then it just sort of pans down to the camera and you just hear him go, whoop, and fall out the window. Uh, presumably fall out the window. Keith, all four of them fall out the same window. I can't, I can't express how hilarious this is. No one thought to put a screen on the window? <laughs> No, Paula and and French and Pierre didn't didn't learn from the first time it happened. And they weren't even fighting near the window. They were just standing near the window and, and oops, there they go. There's there's like a did you ever watch Mr. Show? Yes. Yes, I did. There's that skit where um, I always forget the actor's name, but it's not, you know, uh, David Cross or Bob Odenkirk. But um, he comes home from, like, hiking in the Himalayas or something like that, and he knocks over, like, a shelf of thimbles at his parents' house. And it happens, like, 17 times in the skit, and I used to hate it. If 17 people fell out of this window, I would love it even more. I'd like to think that that just kept happening. (laughs) Like, the bellhop comes in, hello? Huh, hey, sworn there's been a uh... report of a scream, and then whoop, he falls out the window, <laughs> and then the, and then the police. Well, they they there's like this giant stack of bodies down at the <laughs> down at the bottom. So they're they're investigating that, and they're trying to figure out. And then you know the police officer and their and their partner they they fall out the window. The uh, they, they finally they finally realize there's a problem with the window, so they bring in an architect to try to fix it. The architect falls out the window. <laughs> Eventually, the pile of bodies is so high. If you fall out the window, you're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. About <laughs> that time, you're not even falling that far anymore. So, so that's and when the that's when the story really ends. And it becomes just a delightful slide of human bodies that you can take <laughs> down to the. It's a great way to get around, Keith. It is. It's like that scene in in World War Z where like the zombies climb up the wall in in Jerusalem. Yes. Except it's, except it's the opposite. It's the. <laughs> 
it's in reverse. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that scene in reverse. Uh, I I will probably like this. This again is a very you know I said this last week. It's a it's a very skippable you know uh, episode. I will watch this again like every time at least just skipping toward the end when people are falling out of windows. <laughs> <laughs> and and we could have uh wait, let's see what what was the other name we could have uh, we came up with uh, uh just four people doing terrible things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible four four terrible people being terrible uh this could just be like when the bodies hit the pavement <laughs> if if uh Jordan Peele remakes this then we definitely need to have uh that bot let the bodies hit the floor song <laughs> yes but this should just be playing at the like the the very end you know yeah. with his with his voiceover um yeah I, I think that'll that'll work perfectly I really hope other people are like like watch this and think it's as funny as I do <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I'm not sure if that that makes us terrible people. That that you know, all these people are falling to their deaths, and we think it's hilarious. But Ugh. I'm not sure what it says about us. But it, it is a funny episode, an unintentionally funny episode. Yes, which makes it even better. Object known as a camera, vintage, uncertain, origin unknown. But for the greedy, the avaricious, the fleet of foot, who can run a four-minute mile so long as they're chasing a fast buck, it makes believe that it's in a lie. But it isn't at all. It's a beckoning come on for a quick walk around the block in the Twilight Zone. Cabatron?